Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name's Luke. My name is Daniel. We're finishing it up, Dan. We're finishing it up. We're, we're, we're finishing up The Living Blade. God, a, no, I tell you, I need to start thinking Luke, my intros. Luke, you out. really do, because we're not even finishing The Living Blade today. We're finishing Touch of Iron today. We're, okay, okay. The Living Blade is a series by Tremandra Whitecastle. The first book is Touch of Iron. That's the book Which we're we are finishing. finishing today. We're finishing today. Yeah. So yeah, we're finishing Touch of Iron today. But before we get started, something that I really wanted to mention last week, but we didn't really have time for. So I went to a bonsai garden last week. Ooh. I am now very into bonsai. And I didn't expect this transformation to happen. I heard there was a bonsai garden and I thought, sounds kind of neat. I'd like to see that. Little tiny trees put in cool Mm -hmm. poses sounds nice right i showed up and it changed my life okay so are you does this mean that you're now trying to grow a bonsai tree i may have done several hours of research (laughs) as to how to do a bonsai tree does this mean that i will ever have a bonsai no i relate to this a little bit not specifically about bonsais but there's many things that i'll see and I'll be like, I really want to get into that. And I'll spend a lot of times, a lot of time figuring out how to get into it. And then I'll just give it up. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I feel like that's okay. That's perfectly yeah. fine. Perfectly fine. You know, you know what we're not giving up, Dan? The... Is it the, the touch of iron? The touch, the touch of iron was touch my of, transition. Touch of home. Touch, oh, yeah. That's right. That's what it is. Luke, are there no bacteria in this world? Just none? Um, I don't know. Here's why. why. Why do you say that? Nora gets blasted in like a billion pieces. Mm-hmm. Okay, not a billion, but she gets pretty messed up. And she's recuperating from this injury. And so she can't go with them. They tell her she can't go with them on the rest of their journey to the red temple and then surprise she's there and has huge like scars and like cuts and open wounds all over her body and she's sleeping in the dirt and putting just a little (laughs) bit of ointment on it every day and you're telling me that's Mm -hmm. not getting infected okay that's a fair point millions of people died before we had antibiotics every day because like like a bacteria just got in there and they couldn't do anything about it and they died and nora is rolling around in mud every night with open wounds and a little bit of i don't even know what it would be like a little bit of herb paste she's got some basil that she's rubbing on there (laughs) it smells great it smells great (laughs) she smells like a fresh caprese salad you know Ooh. But she's definitely got some ooze coming out that's not delicious. Okay, fair. That's fair. One other thing that I had on this topic is she gets she comes out of this hospital room and goes and finds them. It's like, yeah, I'm going to come too. And everyone is just like, okay. No. No, this is a bit, this would be very inconvenient for them. <laughs> They're going on this long journey, this group of, I don't know, 10 men, let's say, and this teenage girl who's very injured is like, I'm going to come too. Well, okay, to be fair, she's the same age as Owen, so the age doesn't come into it. Okay, true, but keep in mind that Owen is has spent the last however long doing all this research, so he's actually kind of critical to the quest right but in in terms of travel i feel like owen wouldn't be the hardiest traveler oh i i think that's fair so so of anyone owen would be slowing down the party now obviously injured nora is going to be probably the slowest but then again maybe not maybe owen sucks okay owen is not good at fighting but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's has bad stamina or whatever. But Nora is very injured. But here's actually 
the more important thing. Nora is an absolute liability. <laughs> You're thinking after they saw what happened at the temple where she just went off completely off the rails? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How she thinks nothing through and gets into the worst situations? Exactly. There's going to be so many times, which it doesn't actually happen on this quest, but they don't know that yet. Yeah. There's going to be, there's got to be several times you would think that they're coming up on some outpost and they're like, okay, we need to come up with this story or whatever plan and Nora is going to ruin it every time. I guess. But here's the thing. Who would turn her away? It would either be Diaz or Bashan. Okay, true. Diaz doesn't want to turn Nora away. He does not. He's he's kind of about it. He's about it, about it. And if he's about it, about it, Nora is about it, about it, about it. But we're going to get to that later. Mm -hmm. So Diaz isn't going to turn her away. Right. Bashan, worst case, Nora gets herself killed. Bashan doesn't care. Yeah, Bashan doesn't care. That's fair. So I don't think Bashan's going to go through the effort of saying, you can't come, and then force her to stay away, because he knows it's going to be a, like a fight to get her to leave, and he's going to be constantly checking his back, whereas he could just be like, whatever, I'm not going to help you, but you can stay with us. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, that helps. So, I don't know. I still don't get how she went from in a bed, unable to move, to just bouncing around like, I'm going to go on the quest. She's just, she's really powerful, Dan. Actually, yeah. Maybe it's just the force of will. Sheer force of will. Mm -hmm. Which, it makes sense for a lot of things that Nora's done in this book. Right. Okay, my next thing is when they actually, actually get to the fire temple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is actually, it's something that I appreciate that's not in the book. And that is, they're going, the first thing they do is they get es escorted to the, like, the main chamber, whatever it's called, the throne room. The throne room. And they, the guard's like, you can't take your weapons in there. They're like, okay, I'll take my weapons off. Fucking thank you, okay? <laughs> because I'm sick of these stories where they're like, no, I need my weapons. It's like, dude, just fucking take off, just take off your sword. Nothing's, just... Every single time you have to do this, you know, you know that you're not allowed to have weapons in there. Just anticipate that and be like, okay, I'm going to have to take off my weapons. I don't want to be surprised and create a ruckus. Right. Luke, you wouldn't deprive an old man of his walking staff, <laughs> would you? <laughs> hmm? Okay. Right. That's the that's the example of it actually mattering. I told you to take the wizard's staff. <laughs> they didn't do it. Great voice work, Thank Dan. You. Thank you for that. I'm auditioning for the uh the remake. It's coming out. Right. It's it's coming out. But I just there's so many stories of them fighting over they're like I need to keep my knife and they they try to conceal a few knives in there. It's like, Dude, just go, man. Yeah, yeah. it's because they're trying to look tough. It looks tough right. if you're like, I'm not going to give up my gun. It's like, you look more tough if you walk in there without a gun, dude. Ex exactly. Exactly. This fr fragile masculinity, Dan. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. <laughs> We're both sick of it. Buy some fancy shampoo. Smell good. <laughs> exactly. This is the main point of our podcast. <laughs> That's that's a you know we've already gotten into that we don't need to. That's a, that's a little that's a little callback. I, you guys. I'm with you though. I'm with you though. I remember reading this scene and being like, oh, is is somebody gonna have a problem? Nope, no problem. Totally yeah. cool. Good Just job, smooth. guys. Yeah, thank you. This is how adults act. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Well, I I will say, this throne room sounds dope. Ooh, you're 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 thinking it sounds dope. Okay, I do. Okay. Because we've got, let me, let me see if I can remember the description accurately. We've got the, the entirety of the temple is like pure white marble. You walk into the throne room, all black. Mm -hmm. And then you've got 
I think there was a couple rays of sunshine. I th- yes, I think in the middle when, there was like a ray of sunlight coming through. Yeah, um, and there's I think there's a couple rays of sunshine like that. Yeah, on some on some little pools. Yes, I just think it's a nice contrast, and I thought it was a good choice by Serana, or I'm assuming Serana made that choice, but mm-hmm. I just thought it was a really cool, intimidating choice instead of just being like, yeah, we're gonna do white, obviously. we're gonna do a little we're gonna do a little switcheroo here okay and then and then it set up a lot of good a lot of good the black heart of the temple things which i appreciated yes okay you're right great metaphor super great ambiance so inconvenient okay it sounded so difficult to navigate this throne room and Mm. typically the throne room is where you're going to conduct business that's where the peasants come to you and say, hey, Jeffrey stole my cow last week. And you say, all right, cut his hand off. Get out of my sight, peasant. Right. And you got the line of people coming in to talk to you. I think it's just it's not an efficient way of doing that because you've got <clears throat> it's not well lit. sounds like it's lit. Mm-hmm. Cool. But not right. well lit. So if I wanted to conceal a dagger, I could probably do it. Okay. Sure. And you could you could be sneaking around. Mm-hmm. I could be hiding in those curtains because there's like black curtains that are hanging around everywhere. Which again, right. super great ambiance. Great ambiance. But like, this is a place of business. It's like, I, I just don't feel like it struck the proper balance between, we've talked a little bit about having a big desk and that being intimidating. Mm, I think yeah. that strikes a good balance between ambiance and work. You can get both things done. Okay. I see your point. But I think you're thinking from your individual personal preferences and mm. ideas and mindset. Okay. But you got to think about Serana's mindset. You're saying I need to get in the mindset of a sexy witch. Yes. Okay. A sexy 300-year-old witch that is, although I don't know if she says, well, I don't know, who is seemingly weird, is very powerful. Yeah. I don't quite know the the limits of her power. Oh, but yeah. She's a seer, so potentially that fixes any, like, people hiding daggers issue. <sighs> But it okay. We need to t- we need to actually have a brief aside here. Okay. If I'm a seer, I why is she not depressed all the time? Because what that means, if I'm a seer, that means I can see the future. And if I can see the future, I know that it's predetermined. And if I know that it's predetermined, nothing I can do will change the future. So it doesn't matter if she knows that somebody's in the throne room with a dagger. If she knows that's how she's going to die, she's going to die. There's no, there's no getting around that. And so what, it, why is she even doing anything? She knows the future. Dan, I, this is just too, we haven't gone into the theory of like foretelling events because it's different in every story. In some magical worlds, you can't change it. In some, I feel like you can. Well, we don't know which one this is. I, if you can, then it's not the future, right? <laughs> Right? It's just a guess. You had a cool dream once. (laughs) I've never heard it described that way, but maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's more, it's more fluid than that. Okay. I'm going to say we haven't got enough information yet to make a decision either way on how the seeing works in this. But I will say I actually made your point unknowingly in that if the future is already predetermined it doesn't matter if somebody has a knife because she can't do anything to stop it anyway oh, so might okay a, yeah might as point. well look dope while she's bleeding out on the throne okay exactly enough. and this and this brings me to my second point is that serana is focused heavily focused on ambiance so you might be like i need a nice big desk because got a lot of papers to push around Serana's like, no, I can, 
Like, sure, I need a lot. I got a lot of papers to push around, but I got to look dope. <laughs> Serana's like, I'm going to be naked 95% of the time. All professionalism has gone out the window at that point. I'm not <laughs> pushing papers. Exactly. It's a, it's a whole different work environment, Dan. That's fair. Different priorities. Yours doesn't, like, one isn't necessarily better than the other. Yeah. Okay. All right. I. It's dope. It's a dope throne room. It's a dope throne uh, room. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm pretty sure the whole floor is obsidian. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a dope throne room. It's a dope throne room. Oh. Although, I will say, tough repairs on that floor. Oh, that's a good point. Something chips. If something chips that obsidian, you're not you're not just fixing that. This is the main reason that they're not letting weapons in the throne room, because if they let weapons, Serana can Serana can take care of someone with weapons in the room. But they're like, don't you fucking drop your dagger on the floor because it's gonna be a nightmare to fix. Oh, this is definitely it. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What we didn't see is the scene where somebody was like, I've just got this like club, so it's like wood. Can I bring this? I'm like, no, we can't make an exception for you. <laughs> this is, you have to draw a line somewhere, Craig. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of drawing a line somewhere, this queen is definitely crazy, right? Y- yeah. This is how I know she's crazy. Nora just sees a woman get raped and killed well about to be killed but definitely start to be raped because she had a baby and Mm -hmm. she tried to conceal it and she goes to the queen all angry like hey maybe don't allow this to happen and the queen's like there's no other way (laughs) and she tries to rationalize why there's no other way like if we let everybody have babies we're gonna be overruns too many mouths to feed we can't do that Dude, what? <laughs> just send them away. Just exile them. You already no, do Dan, that. It's just you already do that. No, Dan. It's just that you've got to you've got to discourage it. Yeah, exile sounds pretty bad, <laughs> but not that bad. No, but. <laughs> Okay, you're right. Okay, I'm obviously I'm obviously you're, being ridiculous. You're right, you're right, Luke. It's not that bad. <laughs> I can't think of many things that would be that bad. <laughs> yeah, very very few things are lower on the list than being raped to death. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. And surprisingly everyone's okay, kind of okay with it. I mean, yeah seems that way yeah i guess that's just this world you know it's just people's expectations in this world so low (laughs) it's like maybe that's the bar for a good character is hey have you raped anybody no oh you're pretty good (laughs) not bad i'd say you're pretty good yeah it kind of seems that way i mean that's a low bar because we really like Diaz in this story. He mm-hmm. seems like a really good guy, right? Mm-hmm. The He's traveling with this company. We get his motive. But he doesn't really originally spend that much effort at the beginning of this story stopping them from... Because they were originally going to try to uh, rape Nora. Yeah. And I, I can't quite remember. I mean, I think she gets out of it herself. She does, and then Bashan kills the person that tried to rape her. Not because he tried to rape her, but because he couldn't do it successfully. Right. And so I think that kind of discouraged everyone else, because they realized if they don't succeed, then they'll be killed. Mm-hmm. So. Well, okay, but my point is basically that it's not like Diaz was like, oh my god, this is horrible, I should leave this company. Yeah. So yeah, I think the bar is pretty low. Uh, this queen, see, this is the problem, though. We just have leaders who aren't setting a high moral standard. And so <laughs> the whole nation goes to shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm frustrated by it. Okay, but but 
just staying on Serana, has anyone ever come into a story hotter than Serana? And I don't mean hotter as in, like, attractive. I mean, she just, she comes in at full volume. I mean, I think both apply in this case. Yeah, they do. She comes in very hot, (laughs) described by every character. (laughs) Right. And just absolutely, absolutely owns the screen. (laughs) For her, for her intro chapter, everything is just like, holy shit, this lady is intense. <laughs> like she has, she she welcomes them completely nude, and then like sexually assaults half of them. Yeah, and then some would say seduce. <laughs> some would say seduce. Yes, and, and Nora even got seduced. Yeah. And then I think there's a couple interesting speeches that she might have had during that scene. But then she, like, lets everyone go and gets everyone's escorted by prostitutes. And then she hangs out with Nora and, like, poisons her. <laughs> well, some would say poison. Some would say she got Nora high as fuck. <laughs> right. Nora should really be thanking her. Yeah. That's expensive shit, dude. Yeah. That's true. But I was, you know, she uh, she likes a good intro, I guess. Well, I mean, as we could tell from the throne room, it's all mm-hmm. about ambiance, and mm-hmm. the queen is crushing it. Serana's crushing it. Yeah. In terms of ambiance, not in terms of literally anything else. <laughs> well, actually, she's also crushing it with a lot of other things, not in a good way, I should say. Right. Okay. We we should go back to some theories that we talked about last episode. Okay. Uh, Luke, the more we read, the more I'm worried that your theory is right. <laughs> which Okay, which one? That your theory that Nora and Owen are Diaz's kids. Okay. And here's, here's the next level that we take this, though. Because I think they're Serana's kids, too. Because Diaz and Serana got married 20 years ago. Nora and okay. Owen are 17 years old. I'm just going to start fastballing these things that I've learned. When Nora kills that dude in Owen's Ridge at the very beginning, he mistakes her for the prophetess. That first interaction that they have, he thinks that she is the prophet, which I think is Serana. And so Ooh. the fact that the fact that people are mistaking her for Serana is a super strong tie there. It's a strong tie. Also, good for Nora. Let's not forget that. Yeah, good for Nora. Um, also, Serana takes a very strong interest in Nora. Mm-hmm. I'm getting some maternal vibes. Okay. When <laughs> maternal vibes, I don't know if I'm getting maternal vibes considering most of their interactions. Yeah. I get that she's taking a strong interest yes. in Nora. Yes. But I wouldn't classify it as a maternal in- well, interest. Well, okay. Aside from the like makeout session that they had, <laughs> the makeout session, the whole trying to kill her. Yeah. Well, but this is the like. This is like the Oedipus kind of maternal that I'm getting. This is the like, okay. I've seen a prophecy that my offspring are going to try and kill me. So I'm going to send them away and then they're going to come back and we're going to do the dirty. Sure. That's the vibe I'm getting. Okay. I think she also mentions at one point that Nora is going to kill her. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Oh, actually that Oedipus connection is very good. I'm really liking that. <laughs> Listener, think about that for a little bit. Just think about the Oedipus <laughs> connection that I've just made. It's a good one. I don't know. I, As I was reading, I was finding a lot of evidence for your theory, Luke. I was getting a lot of, a lot of little I hints. Was, yeah, I was, I, I was not like staying focused on it. So I wasn't really looking for things. Mm-hmm. But I kept just thinking, you know, this hasn't, this is not being disproven. No. At all. No. Oh. 
don't know. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, did Serana say that Nora was born there? Yep. Okay. Yep. I still, okay, I still think the two theory, the two conflicting theories are very viable. Oh. Which is, he's, she's, they're Diaz's kids or they're Bashan's kids. Uh, I think they could still be Bashan's kids, yes. I'm getting way more Diaz Serana vibes, though. Okay. Either that. No, I'm getting Diaz Serana vibes so so bad. <laughs> I'm I'm sold on that theory, Luke. Okay. I'm 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 here for it. I'm on board. <laughs> but we should we should go back to my theory as well. And here's why we need to go back to my theory. We learned why Diaz says he says he wants the blade. And he says yes. he wants the blade because he wants to break the curse that Serana has put on him that binds him to her. And he explains this to Nora. And at first, I didn't really think much of it. It was like, oh, that seems like a viable quest to try and break out of this. Oh, Diaz doesn't actually look too good, though, when you start thinking about it. Because Diaz knows you've got to sacrifice somebody to get the blade. So what Diaz right. just told Nora is, hey, I'm going to be totally fine sacrificing someone so I don't get my sword polished every night by this super hot witch. <laughs> yeah. Because there's two kind of... We don't know a lot about the sexual slavery that Serana has Diaz under, except that... It fades as he goes further away. Mm -hmm. And it's very intense when he's close. Like, it's basically she can command him to do whatever she wants. Oh, right. oh yeah. and it's sexual. It's very sexual. It doesn't seem to hurt him necessarily. It seems that it's the opposite. No, but, but like you said, it does. She has complete control over his body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he's... He's decided it's a good trade for him to kill someone and create the living blade in order to be free of this sexy prison that he's in. Okay. That's kind of a dick move. I'm just going to Diaz, I'm sorry. You're I think you're you're doing fine other than this, but you need to rethink your priorities, but yeah, I think that's fair. I also think he could he could just go really far away. This is exactly right. He says this Be to Nora. My, my response would have been, just don't come here. Why are you here? Go. Yeah. Why did you come here in yeah. the first place? Why did he go in the first place? Why did he not make this a bigger deal? <laughs> are you kidding me? It would be one thing. Okay, so some people have crazy exes, right? That's a thing. People have crazy yeah. ex boyfriend and girlfriends yeah and that's what it sounded like he was he didn't want to come back for this is another level this is not somebody who is just insane to be around this is somebody who physically enslaves you when you are around them and forces you to do their bidding that's not a crazy ex that's a hazard to your and everyone's health <laughs> which i guess some people would say their exes are hazards to their and everyone else's health but but not on the same level Diaz, you need to explain this shit a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, oh, I don't want to talk about it, and then get there and everybody finds out you've suddenly become a sex doll for this queen and you're going to just do whatever she says. Yeah, I mean, okay. The other point to this, which I think you're starting to make, is you've got you to communicate this. You, you're going on this quest with people, this high-stakes quest... And you're, okay, let me, this is why people do background checks, you know? You're saying Bashan didn't do proper HR management when he hired Diaz? Yeah, he, you can't take this guy on this super intense quest and then all of a sudden be like, you get to the one of the important parts. He's like, oh yeah, just so you know, <laughs> I am going to be a mess and ruin everything because 
this person that we vitally need has complete control over me and very extreme ulterior motives. Like that, you got to tell people this so that they can plan around it. Right. This goes. Right. This goes back to the beginning of our of our coverage, Dan. It's about planning. About planning, plan around things. Yeah, it's like Bashan says to Diaz. Okay, Diaz, that's fine. We can still keep you on board. We can still have you as part of our team. You just go meditate for the two weeks that we're visiting yeah. with Serana. Go wherever yeah. you want. Take a vacay. Yeah, the issue is not that this happened. You know, no. That's that's in the past. We want to know that it is a thing, so that we can figure out what to do about How it. How do we move? Not forward. just be surprised when we get there and you turn into a, a, a I don't know, into a sex, sex bot. slave that does weird. I don't. He actually. He, I don't really know what he does. He's just kind of moody all the time. I think. Yeah, he's very moody. <laughs> Which is kind of an, which is, <laughs> which is just unpleasant to be around. No, it's like Diaz, you're not really, you're not really impeding us that much, but it's just you're kind of annoying. <laughs> well, until he is impeding them very much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. True. <laughs> but yeah, this is the other. This is the other super important part of this. Is it sounds like her power over him grows less when he moves away. Just don't go there, Diaz, and you don't have to kill somebody to make the living blade to. Get the, rid of the curse. Just don't yeah. hang out with the queen anymore. It's Sometimes it's just better to leave things in the past. Serana is one of those things. Just don't. Just be gone. Just don't do it. Just don't do it, Diaz. This is, I mean, we can go into, I don't know. I don't think we want to do this, but we could go deep into the how much does Diaz mm-hmm. like this? How? What, what are his, is he lying to us? All that kind of stuff. Right. We could go there. I don't know if we, I don't know if we want to or not. But right. I have not prepared for that. So no, no. But yeah. So maybe Diaz likes it. Mm, he probably does a little bit. But also Diaz, you could just like find a way to kill the queen or something. There's other ways to break this curse. I think you're just not being very creative, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think you just want a cool sword, which could still support my previous theory. He told Nora he wants it to break the curse, but of course he would. Right. That's what Nora yeah. wants to hear. And he this could... sounds this sounds like exactly what Nora wants to hear. Mm-hmm. And he could still be preparing Nora to take the sacrifice for him. I think we're still in the mm-hmm. game. I think my theory is still in play. Still in the game. I agree. I'm right there with you, Dan. Okay, Nora. Mm-hmm. Stop drinking everything that people put in front of you. This is a major issue. <laughs> especially the... once you learn that there is a highly addictive drug in this place yeah okay one thing that they said though i don't think it got enough attention so there's this this very intense drug mm-hmm. highly addictive highly addictive yeah and then i think at one point ds is like yeah they you know mix it into the food yeah <laughs> all the food has it and they're like oh that's kind of annoying uh excuse me <laughs> That's a huge issue to me. You're telling me I've been drugged? You're telling me there was cocaine in my caprese salad. <laughs> Did you just have a caprese salad this No, week? but I really <laughs> want one. Okay, but this brings me to my next point. And that's A, that Nora does... It, Nora, Nora has a big case of doing drugs to seem cool. Wait, 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 what? Like she, she's, she's, she's super braggy about drinking. And when she gets introduced to this drug, Gareth, I think is who does it. It's like, yeah, there's this, you don't want to, or it's like pretty super intense. And she's like, oh yeah, any good? It's like, Nora, you, I know that you have not done drugs before and are just trying to be cool. Nora's that kid in high school who has never done pot before, but is trying to act cool around his friends who have done pot. Exactly. Wait, how many weeds yeah. is that? Is that a lot? <laughs> it's not as many weeds as I did. Like this is this is this is weak stuff. Yeah. The other thing is, she drinks a lot here. Mm-hmm. And why? I for some reason I and and, and she does all these things about being like an alcoholic and that kind of thing. Mm. I just for some reason I, I feel like Nora, and this might not be 
a good way to phrase this, but I just don't think she's earned the right to be an alcoholic. Oh, God. (laughs) You know what I mean? I feel like she's doing... I feel like she's doing the glamorous side of alcohol, like being an alcoholic. Yeah. And and being... Making it seem... Or, and it's, like, cool for her. Yeah. But then she's, like, doing the whole, like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, an alcoholic. And it's, and it's bad. You're saying... I just don't think... I don't think she's earning the... You're saying she hasn't suffered enough from her alcoholism to be claiming right, but that she tries title. to act like she is. Yeah. 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 You're, so she is the college undergrad junior who parties way too much and probably does have a drinking problem. But is going around telling everyone they're an alcoholic. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Here's my here's my completely different analogy okay. to this. Okay. That kind of bothers me. For so, this is a this is a completely separate thing, but I feel like they're connected. Okay. Again, yeah, I yeah, do this a lot. Yeah. There's the big thing about calling yourself a nerd Oof. in like today's age and acting like you're some uncool person because you're a nerd when in reality nerd is cool and it's like you didn't go through like middle school bullying you didn't suffer like i did <laughs> you didn't earn that title you cosplayed as you called it zelda and you dressed up as link okay <laughs> you don't know i'm not saying okay it's not i'm not saying people can't call themselves nerds I call we we say we're we say that we're dumb nerds. I'm not, I don't have an issue with that. Yeah, but we suffered, Luke. <laughs> we earned it. No, okay. My point is that I don't. It's like when people do the saying that they're a nerd thing in a way that makes it seem like they're being they're making fun of themselves, but they're doing the opposite right it, it they're doing it as like self-deprecating to make them seem cool yes yeah knowing full well that it's not self-deprecating exactly yeah this is how ha- this is what Nora's is doing with alcoholism which is terrible <laughs> does she tell anyone this or does she just have this thought i don't remember honestly i don't even know if she has i don't even know if she had i just had this feeling i don't remember her ever like <laughs> saying to anyone, "Oh man, I'm really turning into an alcoholic," as she's pounding yeah. down shots. I don't know if she does either, but it just it 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 rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Fair, fair. I mean, she does drink a lot. She does. <laughs> okay, still on still on Nora. Mm-hmm. We get we get this scene. Of her and, and Gareth going to these these fighting matches. It's her first time there. And Gareth makes a ton of money because he bet on her the whole time and no one else did. Mm-hmm. Who's be- who's betting against the crazy intense girl with that looks like the goddess of death with half of her face scarred up? Oh, I forgot. Put, Nora put a million looks... dollars on her. Oh. Okay? Yeah. Well, first, the first time she walks in and is up against the the super high girl that can't even hit it it's like who who's betting on that girl yeah but like i guess nora's 17 that's a pretty that's like an adult basically right I've, i she's probably pretty close to being full grown nora still but but nora probably still looks young compared yeah. to this other woman and we don't know how big nora is maybe nora's small i think she she's is she's small right because Diaz has told her to use that to her advantage. Right. And she's a newcomer. I Yeah. So I think Gareth probably make a lot of made a lot of money. Somebody else made a lot of money too cuz they were thinking exactly like you were. But here's yeah. the thing. If I see if I'm going to go to Churchill Downs and bet on a horse, am I going to bet on the one that just looks so fine and right and good? and that I've seen run before, and I'm very into, or am I going to bet on the one that's got a fucked up half of their face? (laughs) Okay, that's not a fair analogy. What are you talking about? It's the exact same thing. (laughs) This is fighting. Yeah, how did your face get fucked up? (laughs) Oh, okay, good point. Uh Uh-huh. 
People are like, oh, she's bad at fighting. Yeah. She got her face. Look at how fucked up her face is. (laughs) Okay, fair. (laughs) I don't know. I think think if she had walked in, I would have bet on her. Well, you would have made a lot of money, Luke. Yeah. (laughs) I probably wouldn't have. But I think I would have caught on eventually. I think that's the key part, is eventually... I would have been like, yeah, she's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You know, if I see that horse run three times around the track and they're smoking everybody, yeah, my money's going on them next. I don't care if I they got a fucked even, up face. <laughs> I think even if if you hadn't bet on her as soon as she walked in, as soon as she actually absolutely dominates this first girl, so I could be like, okay, <laughs> that girl's amazing. <laughs> okay, Luke, I'm going to make an analogy. Because I think I'm about to prove you wrong. Okay. Let's say a fantastic new football team came into the NFL and they were crushing everyone. Would you root for them over the Panthers? Let's say they were from Sacramento, California. New (laughs) Sacramento team. The watermelon heads just hit the scene and they destroy every other team they come against. Would you root for them uh, before you I root would for not them? root for them over the Panthers, no. Okay. These people at this fighting ring have their favorites. Okay. I see I see what you mean. They're not gonna this newcomer, they're not gonna trade out their they're not gonna trade out Tyler, who they've been supporting through his entire career in the fighting ring, and who's clawed his way from the bottom to a spot in the championship. They're not gonna suddenly drop their support for Tyler. Okay, I'm on board with you on this because if you're if you're there, a lot of these people are maybe there to have fun, you know, mm-hmm. not to make money. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, I'm going to put a few bets. Am I going to bet on the person that I don't that I don't know and don't like, or am I going to bet on, like you said, Tyler, who I've been rooting for all the time? Sure, I Tyler's pro- might not win. Pro- Tyler's probably not going to win, but I don't want to be. I don't want to be splitting my allegiances. You know what I mean? If it's March Madness, and I know the Tar Heels don't have a great chance at winning it, I'm still putting them in my championship on my bracket because I don't want to be rooting against them. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. You've got me on this. And think of the stakes, too. Think of the stakes. Literal wooden sharpened stakes that (laughs) these people will die on if they lose their fight. That's fair. That's okay. That's a later one, but it's the same thing. It's the I same principle. Right. Okay. These people are probably going to die if they lose their fight. So, if I really like Tyler, what if what if my bet is the bet that causes him to lose? You know, I bet against mm-hmm. Tyler. Oh, he got stabbed and his guts came out. Oh, yeah. but I made seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that money does not feel good. Right. I, okay, yeah, you've got me. Okay. The story of Diaz and Serana is basically that Diaz made this pledge when they got married or sometime around the time that they got married that made her essentially have complete control over him. And he says at one point that he did it because it seemed very romantic to him. Here's, I've got a little, I'm, I'm going to take over a little segment from Dan here. And that's a, I'm going to do a Luke does the math segment. Oh, oh, Luke do the math. Okay. Yeah. Because normally you'd be like, Diaz is like 60 years old at this point. Why is he doing this? Let's do, let's do a little compare, a comparative study between half whites and humans. I think half whites, they say full whites live to like a thousand years old or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Half whites, I think Diaz maybe himself says that they live about 300, 400 years. Mm-hmm. Pull up my little, pull up my little calculator here. Let's say, let's say, hang on, let me do, let me do the math first to make sure I can. No, Luke, you got to just get off the top of your head. Go. Okay. Okay. Diaz is, I think like, let's say 65. Yeah. When he marries Serana. Yeah. Yeah. That is, and then half whites, let's say live to 350. Okay. So he's got another 65 divided by 65 divided by 350. And then how long do we say a normal human lives? Uh, Let's say 75. 75. Okay. 
times that percentage times 75. He is the equivalent of a 14-year-old human. Uh-huh. And I'm going to say that a 14-year-old human thinks that this would be very romantic. And it checks out. Uh, would Quoth do this? Yeah. Yeah. Quoth yeah. would do this. <laughs> I... Okay, here's where I'm going to push back. Okay. First off, if I'm a 14-year-old boy, even if it is the hottest, nakedest woman, I'm going to be a little weirded out she's super into me. Serana is definitely older, way older than him. Okay. If I'm 14... But keep in mind that you are a... You're a half-white. Uh-huh. And like a really really powerful and okay well then this is going to come this is going to come to my second point that i'm pushing back on because what it sounds like you're saying is they're not a typical 14 year old and i agree with you because what if they just age really quickly and then just are stuck in like the mid-30s limbo for the rest of their life you know maybe maybe okay because if if half-white puberty lasts 50 years they're not going to make it. That society is collapsing. Mm, okay, sure. And if white puberty... God, I white like the creatures in this book, not like human... Not like the color. Yeah. If white puberty lasts 140 years minimum, they're going to tear the world apart. Maybe, but if you have... Well, actually, okay, hold on. I just, I did the math wrong there because it wouldn't be from age zero to age 14. It would be like from age 12 to age 18. So more like 60 years, six, yeah, yeah. 60 years. Okay, but keep in mind that you have village elders. Yeah, to... but they would get so sick of your shit. They'd be like, I don't want to go to Hot Topic for the eighth time this week. Just get your spike bracelets and I don't know, go skateboard somewhere. I just, I think that we have to do some accounting for lifespan in terms of mental development. Okay, Luke, hold on. No, 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 no. There is a huge problem with this because you're saying that he would only have the experiences of a 14-year-old in his 60 years on the planet. He has 60 years of experience. (laughs) <laughs> He's not four, He has not had 14 years to figure his shit out. He has had 60 years to figure his shit out. It's not like time moves faster for the half-whites. It's not like it doesn't count. He's not a dog. This isn't dog years. He has 60 years to figure this shit out. Okay, that's fair. But his brain hasn't fully developed yet. Okay, we, don't, we have no idea if this is true. This is absurd. I- <laughs> I just, I just, I'm, I, I want there to be some kind of accounting for the long, the, I just don't, I don't like that we treat, let's say, let's take elves, for example, because we're more familiar with them. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want us to be like when elves turn the human age of maturity, they're now the elf version of maturity. Why not? I, like it. I just think, I just think we need to account for it somehow. Luke, no, <laughs> we're not. We're not going to account for it somehow. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Let me, let me, let me move us on. And this is going to be a hot. Wait, I wait, got a wait, hot wait. Actually, before we move on. Okay. So one more thing about this marriage. Do you think Diaz knew that Serana was immortal when he agreed to this? Because maybe, maybe he just thought he'd get out of it in like 60 years or so. And he'd get to be with this smoking hot queen for uh, maybe another 30 years until she's, like, pretty old at that point and probably doesn't look how she looks now. Sure. And then he's I like, yeah, I, could, I can make this deal. Uh, yeah, it's worth it. Because maybe he was I'm just like, I'm assuming he had to have some knowledge. Maybe. maybe he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't know the extent of her powers or lung. lung- longevity yeah. but so he knows that she's a very powerful seer and that kind of thing mm-hmm. but you're right maybe he i mean maybe he thinks that that could happen to a i don't know 30 year old woman i mean it definitely changes the math right because mm-hmm. 
like sex bondage for the rest of your life, which is going to be another 250 years, is way more of a commitment than eh, 60, 60 years of sex bondage. Yeah. And I, I do think this is what I was getting at with that last segment that I do think that there's, we have to do some accounting for this lapse in DS's judgment. Ah, she's super hot. Is that all the accounting <laughs> we need to do, I think? Because she's so hot, Luke. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> mm. Okay. Let me move let me move us on. And this I've got a, this is gonna be a hot take, I think. But tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. I think I think ooh, let me see if I can phrase this the best way. Okay. Diaz seems super cool, right? Nora thinks so. The reader in general thinks so. He's super good at fighting. He seems very wise. Got dope tattoos. Mm. Is apparently super hot. Mm -hmm. I think he's lame. Oh, okay. okay. This is hot. I think he's. I think he's lame. Oh no. And, and I think. I don't. I think Nora can do better. <laughs> yeah, this is hot. Okay, I don't know if I don't know if necessarily Nora can do better, but well, first off, let's just go seventy-year age gap. All right, we've said it again. Now right. we can keep moving on. Diaz has all the things that I said. Yes, he's got um, incredible fighting abilities. All this great experience. He's a pilgrim. Whatever that means. He's spiritual. Uh, he's he's spiritual, yeah. He's point. mysterious. He's he's got these tattoos. He has kind of this bad boy look. Right? Bad boy look. Mm. This is the, okay, this is the crux of it. He's got this bad boy look. But I don't think he can pull it off. You're saying he's not backing up the bad boy. I don't think he can pull off the bad boy look when you get to know him. Mm, okay. Here's why I think he does pull it off. Because he is counter to the look. He is so counter to the bad boy look that I think it amplifies it. It steps it up to 10. When he pulls the T out, dude, <laughs> dude, that, that doesn't make him less badass. It makes him more badass. Because not only okay. does he look dope, but he's sensitive. I disagree with you on this. Oh. Okay? This is me. This... This means that I can dress up in a leather jacket and get some tattoos and and pull off the bad boy look. Yeah. Even better than a bad boy because I freaking... What do you mean even better than a bad boy? A bad you boy. would be the bad boy. The baddest boy. Luke. I think that's giving me too much credit, but... <laughs> no, all that's required to pull off the bad boy look is to fucking own it. And Diaz owns it in his own way. And he's also not, like, showing off in a major way. He definitely does show off at some points when he walks around without a shirt on. Like, hey, can you toss me that shirt? But he's not, <laughs> he's not, hey, check out my sick tribal tattoo. That is not badass, right? Like, that goes okay, from fair. badass to not badass immediately. But the fact that he's not showing it off, I think, amps it up. I think my issue is that he doesn't have, he doesn't have the cool lines that I want him to. Mm. He's just... He's, this is how I would describe Diaz's personality. He is just like a pillar of responsibility. And that's lame, Dan. Oh, that's lame. I like it, though. Dang it. <laughs> okay, you're right, Luke. Maybe Diaz... Diaz is like the person that you're like, I'm going to go for him because I'm going to be really... Uh, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? I'm going to be really financially well off. <laughs> I'm going to be really know. comfortable in my life with Diaz. Right. Because he's probably, he, Diaz probably invests his money. Well, okay? no, no. Diaz. <laughs> You're probably just going to feel like he's judging you all the time. Yeah. It's like, I want to go, I want to go get myself a treat that I can't really afford. It's fun. It's not going to be that big of a deal. I probably shouldn't. Diaz isn't going to go with me. Diaz is going to discourage me from getting that. Mm. And he's not going to say no, but he's just going to say, like, mm, we don't have the money for that and shake his head. 
And you're going to feel guilty that whole time you're eating that treat. Exactly. And that's the worst. Okay. Luke, maybe Diaz doesn't have great lines that he can come up with on the spot. Maybe he doesn't have like a dark, twisted thing that he's done in the past that's like kind of evil. Maybe he is super self-righteous. But he's got dope tattoos. He does have dope tattoos. And, and he burned one of them off, which is really and cool. And that's pretty cool that he burned one of them off. And he's, you know, he stands for something. That's got to count for something. It's just that if he if he pulls up on our second date in a motorcycle and I'm supposed to get on and I'm like super thrilled about it because like, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this guy. There's a chance that he's going to he's going to drop me he's going to get mad at me and drop me off in the middle of nowhere a little hint of danger there Dan. oh wait hold on is that not... is that what we think when we get on a motorcycle because i i would not be getting on that motorcycle dan there's a little hint of danger there and you like it okay you don't get no, that it's danger us. because the wind is flowing through my through my hair not because he might drop me off in the middle of a desert and i could be stranded that's not the danger that i'm interested in no it is trust me oh. and <laughs> diaz is freaking Diaz is taking these turns at five miles per hour, getting no wind in my hair. It's frustrating. Diaz Diaz tells me to put the seatbelt on, and I didn't even know there was that on a motorcycle. <laughs> He's got Diaz actually has a full second seat on his motorcycle. Nope. This is what Diaz has. It's one of those three-wheeled motorcycles, which nothing wrong with those. Those are totally fine. They're much safer than a two-wheeled motorcycle. And Diaz has a sidecar. And he he signals <laughs> to the sidecar for you to get in. It's very comfortable. It's got a seatbelt. You'd be very safe there. Right. You get all the you get all the the fun things of being in a motorcycle, like you're low to the ground and you're 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 leaning when you're turning mm-hmm. and you're you're getting all the wind, but you don't feel you you don't you don't have the hint of danger. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Except when he kind of lets Nora go along the planes by herself for a good amount of time. You know? I Okay, okay. I know what you mean. That's a hint of danger. I'm talking, I'm talking purely personality. Yeah, but he... It does seem like he lets Nora get pretty close to death. True. And I think that this might be another one of just my little... My little gut feelings that I can't really fully explain. I mean, yes, I will say that his words don't necessarily correspond super well with his actions. Like, I think his actions are way more bad boy than the things that he says and what he kind of tells everyone to do and what he's up to. What he Mm -hmm. says is not very badass. But what he does, I think, is pretty metal. Fair point. Fair point. (laughs) But I feel like the fact that he doesn't have the like i feel like you just don't like that he doesn't have witty comebacks and like clever things to say to people it's just that he you he can do all these badass actions and that kind of thing but those are all things that he can think about ahead of time and like do you know like he can he can come up with this idea that he's going to do this thing but then when you're actually talking to him he doesn't he he has to do it live it's like you're not a bad you're not actually you're not actually doing the cool stuff I that see. i want you to do you're saying it's an act that he's putting on and when he's in the moment he can't act well enough it's like he has he has a little a little way to f- like okay okay here we go when he's away from everyone he gets on his little he gets on his phone and it's like hey reddit What's a really dope thing? What's a really badass thing that I could do? But then he can't, and then he, he can do, he can come up, somebody can give him some cool idea. Yeah. And he can go do it, which he can totally pull off. Yeah. But then when he doesn't have his little thing, he can't do, he can't, he can't pull it off. Right. He, he's not when checking he's Reddit mid conversation when right. the queen's Ridiculous. like, you will be my slave now. You're going to be my toy. I control you. And he's like, uh, no, you don't. 
I won't be your toy. And she's like, no, yeah, yeah, you, you will. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Okay. All right. I'm, I, I get where you're coming from. I get your gut feeling, but I, I'm giving it, I think I give his actions a lot more, a lot more weight than you do. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just, that needed to be out there, but. That's hot. That was a hot take. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's, I guess, go ahead and wrap up our, our discussion. Okay. Should we get to thoughts about the book? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll start us off. I really like this book. That was a fun read. Some parts that stood out to me were when there were these little phrases that would be in part of the description of things that I really liked. One of the early ones is Nora is talking to Prince Bashan and it says something like her jaw ached from the words she couldn't say. I just thought that was a mm. great line. And again, when she's she and Diaz are fighting that bear, she sees Diaz land a strike on the bear, and she says it was a fatal, it was a lethal blow, but the bear didn't realize it yet. And that line was just so good. So there are these lines in the book that really stuck out to me as great description and like kind of clever and funny and i really like those um the (laughs) this is definitely the sexiest book we've read and i said this (laughs) i said this the second episode we did and it only got sexier from there on turns out i'm not a huge fan of romance novels so i think that's just a stylistic choice for your boy Mm -hmm. um it didn't seem over the top though like it wasn't something that the whole story entirely revolved around and it definitely didn't like put me off the book at all it just like isn't really my style um and then the this world that we have been introduced to of a lot of the books that we've read it seems on the smaller side in terms of total things in the world so we've got like Four places, which are Owens Ridge, Morstead, the Temple of the Wind, and the Temple of Fire. And then, like, general areas, like the north and the south, and a few other cities. But generally, it feels like the world right now is kind of small. And that's not necessarily, like, a bad thing. I kind of liked it, actually, because there weren't a lot of things to keep track of. Um, So, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. I will probably read the, the next book in the series. What do you think, Luke? I, so, okay. I really liked it as well. And I really, it was, it was, it was a good change of pace considering our last two books were very, not very, not like sword and sorcery books. And I was excited to get back to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciated the story was very much a like good style for me. And then at least at least at the beginning, then it became and then it turned into like the sexy style book, which I actually is not like normally what I like. I'm kind of on your end of things where I'm not normally into the romance books, but I wouldn't really consider this a romance book. Like I think it did. It did this whole thing in a way that I actually thought was cool. So I didn't feel like I was here reading a like Nora Roberts book and just reading it for because I knew the plot line was garbage and the I was super into the like sex scenes and stuff that's not really what this was Mm -hmm. it was like a fantasy book that had that that was like how am I gonna say like it had more realistic relationships in it well I was gonna say more like has a an aim of being sexy in a way that it like knows that that's kind of ridiculous, Mm. but does it kind of well. Mm. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, that's fair. It didn't quite, it it didn't, it it wasn't the same like formula of what I would expect a book. That's like talking about sweat glistening on people's bodies or something like that. Like it wasn't the same thing. It was, it was a little bit different than I, and I wasn't as 
I wasn't upset about mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you on the things about it being like a small world, which I'm going to have, I'm going to have a little, I'm going to, a little suggestion. No, I, I need a map. I don't think there was a map at the beginning of this book. I love maps. Yeah. I love a good map. Yeah. Um, which that could just be the version we read. Maybe in a version there is a map. Yeah. So that might not be, that might just be us. But if there isn't a map, we'd love one. Love a good map. And one more. Okay. So this is going to be really specific. And I don't know if it's going to make much sense. But, and we might get this in future books. I want, I want like Owen to be more interesting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He does. He does a lot of things that are like he's he's important in the story. Mm-hmm. But I want some some weird emotional motive for him. That's really specific, mm. and I know that. Mm. I kind of get that too, though. It feels like we've got Nora and Owen as twins, and they should be about equal kind of importance. Now, this could just be like biases that I'm bringing into this about how you should tell a story with twins in it. But this story has been pretty much entirely about Nora and we've gotten very, we've gotten some scenes of Owen, but not a whole lot. Like, I don't feel like Owen's character has been fleshed out nearly as much as I would like it to be. Yeah. I mean, my point partially is just that I don't necessarily mind if Owen isn't a focal point of this story Mm -hmm. because that's that's fine. Mm. Like, it's focused on Nora. That's fine. I just, like, Nora has a ton of importance on Owen. Mm. And he, I think, in my mind's picture of Owen, has some something interesting about him that I just don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear about it. Yeah, Like, okay. some, kind of, some kind of motivation from his childhood. Like, we heard a lot about Nora's, mm-hmm. motiv- like, different motivations and fears and all that kind of stuff and that's i'm totally on board with focusing on hers but i would love there to be something detailed about owen some more owen stuff okay yeah i'm on board with that for sure but yeah i'm a big fan of the book i will i'm gonna i'm i'm planning on reading the next ones yeah so we'll see and uh stay tuned to our next episode because uh We've got a surprise for you all. Do we do we say it or do we not? Yeah, I mean, we should probably say it. So, <laughs> so we're going to be interviewing the author for our next episode, Tamandra White Castle. If you have any questions you want us to ask her, tweet at us. Tweet at us. Get them in quick because <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> this is being released like two days before the interview. So, so at DC to BC, you could email us. Uh, I think the email is dcbc at don'tcalledabookclub.com or dan at don'tcalledabookclub.com or luke at don'tcalledabookclub.com. That's great. Yeah, we're going to take gonna take your questions. Yeah, we'll use those. Um, I mean, if we get questions, we'll probably use them. So <laughs> I don't know. What if they're garbage? Okay, if they're garbage, we're not going to use them, but they're not going to be garbage. Come on. <laughs> not from our fans. Right. Okay, yeah. So stay tuned for that one. And next time you hear from us, we'll be talking to some Tamandra and <laughs> telling her about some hot takes. Definitely acting like dumb nerds. Yeah.